Holy Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. As soon as Jesus and the disciples left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place. And there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. He answered, let us go on to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Today's Gospel is actually the next chapter of the story that began with last week's Gospel. Verse 29 says, As soon as they left the synagogue, so we know it is still the Sabbath, but there are some things we don't know. The first thing I wish we knew is the name of the woman whom Jesus heals. But she's only identified as Simon's mother-in-law, and we never learn her name. It's not surprising. The majority of the women referenced in the Bible are anonymous and silent, never being named and never speaking. I want to know who and where her daughter is. Is Simon married? Or perhaps is he widowed and caring for his mother-in-law? I also wonder who else is in the household. Mark says immediately they told Jesus about the woman ill with fever. But we don't know who's included in they. Were there household servants or other family? We don't know. And finally, we don't know how sick she was or how long she had suffered. We don't know whether the fever was a symptom of a biological or medical disease, or if she believed, as was common at that time, that fever was the sign of some social or cultural failing, the consequence of some undisclosed sin. What we do know is that in Mark's Gospel, the very first miracles that Jesus, the Holy One of God, does are acts that restore people to their community and to their family. He has exercised demons and healed the sick, and he has done both of these miracles on the Sabbath. I don't think Jesus breaks the Sabbath out of disregard for the law. 
but out of a commitment to a higher priority of justice and mercy, rooted in love. This story begs the question Jesus gives to the religious leaders in Luke 6, when he asks, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save life or to destroy it? Jesus gives us new life, united with him in faith. Mark says Jesus took this woman by the hand and lifted her up or raised her. The Greek here is the same word for resurrection. Her healing isn't the result of anything she has done or said. Faith is not mentioned in this miracle story. It is only the presence of Jesus that brings healing and rids her of her fever. Healed by Jesus, the woman then begins to serve him and the others. Unfortunately, there have been times when this text has been used to restrict women in the church to submissive roles. But the word used here to describe the woman's service is the same word used to describe the angels who are ministering to Jesus or waiting on him in the wilderness. For this woman, her healing restores her ability to live out her vocation as a diaconess or deacon who uses her spiritual gifts from God in the service of others. Jesus raises us to new life so that we will know the fullness or abundance of life that God desires for each one of us. The hymn, Arise, Your Light Has Come, is an epiphany hymn that draws on passages from Isaiah, including the verse that we are using right now as a refrain in our weeknight prayer services. Arise, your light has come, the glory of the Lord is rising upon you. The hymn's lyrics proclaim, the Spirit's call obey, show forth the glory of your God, which shines on you today. In our lives, using the gifts we have been given, we shine forth God's glory and show God's love and mercy to the people we meet. We don't know why Mark pairs these miracle stories together. Perhaps the gospel writer framed them as a glimpse into the day of the Messiah, or he wanted to demonstrate Jesus' saving power was for all people, men and women, young and old. Or he wanted to illustrate that the power of God in Jesus was effective not only in the holy places, where a miracle might be expected, but also in the common places, like homes and neighborhoods. Or maybe it's some part of all of the above. Whatever his reason was, during the season after Epiphany, when we remember that Christ sends us as his disciples and followers to all nations, it feels important to remember that we don't get to set limits on God's saving action.
Our role is to share the good news of God's love with all, trusting that the presence and power and grace of God will accomplish what God intends. Reflecting on this short story of the healing of Simon's mother-in-law, really just the first three verses of our gospel today, I wonder when you have experienced the healing power of Jesus' presence. When has Jesus taken you by the hand and lifted you up? Just this week during a hospital shift, I experienced this through a colleague's presence and words. I had just led family members out of the hospital after spending time with them and their loved one in the emergency room. And I was weighed down by the heaviness of their worries when I crossed paths with my friend and colleague. We went together into the chapel and talked, reflecting on how Jesus had been present, particularly in that visit. It was a good reminder for me that God calls us to particular people and situations and gifts us with what we need to be servants to those we encounter. I pray you experience the healing power of Jesus' presence in your own life and let the light of God shining on you reflect God's mercy and love into the world. Amen. <laughs>